0: This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedom.
1: And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell.
0: Well, Welcome to the Lindell Report. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds, sending in for Mike. He's doing some very important things tonight, and he asked me to sit in for him because he knows we're working on a very important mission right here in Wisconsin, and it is Recall Robin Voss. We're trying to recall the Assembly Speaker Robin Voss here. we got a lot of work to do. We've only got a few weeks to do it, and Mike asked me to come back on because he saw our show the other night, and he said, you know what? You've got to go back and talk to those people. You've got to let everybody know that they've got to participate. We have an opportunity right here to get rid of somebody that has fought President Trump, somebody who is not a conservative. But you know what? Don't let me tell you. I wanted to introduce you, introduce to you a gentleman who ran against Robin Boss in the 2022 primary. Uh, his name is Adam Steen. And Adam is a, a wonderful guy. Uh, I want to bring him on so he can tell us about his race, what he was fighting for, and what he's fighting for right now. Adam, are you there? I am. Thanks hey, welcome for to me. welcome to the show. Uh, I, I, I just briefly introduced you to the audience, but I really would like for you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and talk to about the twenty twenty two primary.
1: Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity, really, Conrad. It's been amazing to see the the of the people here in this district to see their eyes light up again um, in twenty twenty two. I decided to run for this office because I really saw that the people were sick of a 22-year incumbent who'd been in office longer than any speaker in the country. And when our founding fathers started in this country, they said, let's have a representative, let's have a constitutional republic. And instead of giving them a constitutional republic, we give them the same thing over and over again. So I decided I've got a nine-year-old and a five-year-old and a wife that, that I love dearly, and I said, we need to send somebody to these offices that will actually represent the people of this district. And for some reason, that was a a foreign concept to, to folks that even at the gun shows, they said, what makes you different than the guy that's in the office right now? And I said, you know, it's really simple. When you step up to run for public office, you need to go for a set amount of time to represent the people of this district. And to me, that's what sets most America first conservatives apart from those that are in the establishment today that we go to for a set amount of time to serve and to represent the people in our district and then get back to work because that is what our founding fathers envisioned when they set up this constitutional republic that we have. So Thanks again for having
0: me. Well absolutely I've got a lot of questions for you
1: now that is a legislative district what 63 is that right? That is correct, the 63rd assembly district. In Wisconsin, there's 99 assembly districts, and each of those are elected every two years. So we step up every two years and the people should put forth a candidate that actually represents them and not special interests.
0: And, and I understand that's in Racine County, right? All the way down in the southeastern uh, portion of Wisconsin, correct?
1: Correct, so if you look at the, the state, you've got Milwaukee and Madison. And we're south of Milwaukee and Madison, just east of Janesville, in that southeast corner, right between Milwaukee and Chicago. So there's a main thoroughfare. If you've heard of uh, Foxconn in the news in the last couple of years, President Trump right. did, did great, amazing work getting Foxconn um, contracts here in Wisconsin. We can talk about that later. But that, that's right in the, the heart of the district here in Racine County.
0: Okay. And, and, and tell our audience just a little bit about the makeup. What well, you know, it's a small county, but some of the, uh, the, the major cities uh, that you're running yep. that you ran in.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so I appreciate the question. So, if you start on the, the west side of the county, um, you've got Burlington, go into Union Grove, got Yorkville, into Mount Pleasant, Sturtevant, and a, just a little bit of uh, um, Pleasant Prairie. But this, this district, these cities that we represent. They're made up of a very variety of people, right? We have agriculture. Uh, I grew up farming. Um, I thought, well, everybody knew knew what agriculture was because I was baling hay when I was eight years old, throwing hay on the back of the tractor. And I came I've up done, here. I've and you done go, that too. I've done that too. <laughs> I know. And you go east east of the interstate, and you've got extreme industry, um, extremely heavy manufacturing. Um, we've got companies like Twin Disc. Um, Putzmeister, um, we've even got a correctional facility. So a huge amount of industry and a varied demographic of people to represent in this district.
0: Got it. Well, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful country. I, I've been here just for a couple of weeks. I've driven all over. I've been all over the roads, uh, wonderful lakes. you got Eagle Lake. Um, I mean, there's many other ones, but it's a really, really nice community, but it's very rural. I think a lot of people don't really understand that. It's, it's, a, it's a farming
1: rural area in much of the, of the district. Very much so. And that, and that is something that, for me growing up, um, it's extremely important for us to realize the amount of hard work that goes into agriculture, right? You've you bailed hay, I've bailed hay. A lot of people say we understand agriculture, but when you go, I, I served on the Wisconsin Soybean Board for, for the last eight years. I finally turned off uh, back in 2022. but. Our goal on the soybean board was to educate our legislators. And for, for me, that's extremely important because you have men and women in an office that don't understand a large majority of their base from a landmass standpoint and the effect that their decisions are having on our agricultural communities. Um, right. If you step back even further, look look at Racine County in, in Wisconsin. So somebody said, why, why would you run for a small little county seat here in Wisconsin? And why would it be such a big deal? Well. This, this seat is held by Robin Voss. He's held this seat for 22 years. He's the longest-seated uh, speaker in the country, Conrad. That means wow. he's held that seat wow. than any other state in the country. And when you amass mm-hmm. that much power, control, whatever you want to call it, it affects the rest of our country. So I'm, I know you know national politics. Right now, we have uh, the RNC convention coming right here in our state within 50 miles of where I'm sitting right now, into Milwaukee. And to me, that influence that we're gonna have is enormous. And some people don't know this, and I think it would help help some of your viewers to do a little research on the Whitewater Mafia, we call them, Robin Voss, Ryan Sprebus, and Paul Ryan all went to Whitewater together. And that, that interconnectivity that we have and the control that is developed here is amazing and something that right. people need to open their eyes and educate themselves. Because think about Wisconsin. If Wisconsin had gone for Trump in 2020, what would have happened? It would have been a completely different ball game, right? yeah, yep, absolutely. That is something that we need to talk about. Okay. Let's, let's, let's
0: talk about right now, because you're, the viewers want to know why does Robin Voss have to go? Because a lot of people who are watching this show don't know Wisconsin politics. They don't understand what he has done that really affects national politics. And so uh, I want you to educate the
1: viewers. What is it that
0: he has done and why must he go?
1: Well, let, let's start with Megan Wolf. I, I know you talked about that right when you came into the state. And that's the forefront of a lot of people's minds because election integrity is not a red or blue issue. It It is affects each of us the same. I, I've said this multiple times and. It might get old eventually, but politics is made up of two words, poly, which is many, and ticks, which are bloodsuckers. I believe <laughs> that we should be discussing public policy, Conrad, because public policy affects every single person the same, no matter your race, your religion, your socioeconomic status. Public policy affects all of us. And when it comes to our elections, I had eight words. It was in person, on paper, and count one day. And that mantra is being spread across our country. Mike Lindell was doing extremely good work to help push that agenda through our country. And we did that in Wisconsin not that many years ago. And that's something that people think, well, it's hard because now we have computers and we have to go backwards. No, it's not hard, it's simply a math problem. And I can talk about our district later, but let's talk specifically about why election integrity is so important. Because if you go to the ballot box and you don't understand that your vote is going to be counted fairly, and freely and publicly, so people can see what's going on, then there's no confidence in our election process. And that constitutional republic that we have is so vital. And that ballot box is the most important aspect of our constitutional republic. So that that would be the first thing is Megan Wolf, go
0: ahead. Well, Megan Wolf, so what is he doing uh, about Megan Wolf? And, And why is it a problem for Robin Boss? Why do people have a problem with Robin Boss as it pertains to Megan Wolf?
1: So she, she is the, um, so back, let's do some history class. So in 2016, the Government Accountability Board was dissolved and the Wisconsin Election Commission was created. The Wisconsin Election Commission is given power by our legislators to administer our elections. So we've had this conversation. I've got very close friends that are uh, election officials that have been in these, these small towns. From from here to the to the river or to the lake, we can talk about all the people that I know and the relationships we have. But our election officials that are executing the election are taking advice, or in my opinion, it's direction from our election commission. And that election commission is run by Megan Wolf. She has the power given by the legislature to implement our election. And okay, I can go so through. Let the to, and- so, let,
0: so let me get this straight. She's a non-elected bureaucrat. Okay, she yep. and she has taken the authority away from basically the Secretary of State, which in most states uh, is an elected official that runs elections. So now she has all the power, but she is not really responsible to the people because
1: she wasn't in, uh, she wasn't elected. Is that right? Correct. That's exactly right. She she was appointed, right? And there's a process to go through appointing that the parties that sit on the the actual election commission. There's six other members, but not just the fact that she's appointed that's extremely important but laws were broken in 2020 if you want to go through the court cases we're more than happy to pull up a list and go through the court cases that have been lost by the wisconsin election commission and cost the voters of this state millions of dollars defending the decisions that were made that were against the law and that is something that people need to hear Robin Voss is not just protecting somebody that was a friend of his that he appointed or he helped participate in appointing. Someone, the law was broken. And when the law is broken, there's consequences. Let's say you and I go drive down the Highway 11 here and go 100 miles an hour. I guarantee you, you and I will both be sitting in a jail cell because we broke the law. And that is important that people need to hear that. That law was broken, it's been proven. And yet the Senate was willing to impeach Megan Wolf, And there was a resolution brought to the floor that was never allowed to the floor. We can talk about that by a very brave assemblyman, Janelle, woman Janelle Branchon. And our speaker who is leading our state has done absolutely nothing to actually move the process forward. He's done everything possible to stop that process.
0: Well, I've heard that and I've heard a, a, a lot of things, but uh, for the viewers to understand, there was, a pro- there was a person named Megan Wolf who brought in all the drop boxes, correct? And she did a lot of things apparently illegal uh, in the election cycle. And all of that helped the Democrats in the 2020 election to ensure that Donald Trump got beat. Is that basically fair to say?
1: That, that would be fair to say. But what more importantly to me, whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans that are benefiting, I believe we need free and fair elections for everyone. Right. And that is what is so important. That's that's the most important thing to me is uh, if if the Democrats had lost and the Republicans had won and she had done the same thing, I would be in this fight the exact same fervor because everyone's vote needs to be counted.
0: Exactly. And so what would have happened is or what you're talking about is this uh, assembly resolution AR 18, I think it is, uh, that was introduced and he will not allow it to have even a vote. He will not let the representatives of the assembly even vote because if they did, from what I understand, if it went to the Senate, then the Senate's going to impeach her and she would be gone tomorrow if they would allow
1: that. But he's not allowing. it, And so he's fighting it. Is that right? That, that's exactly what we're facing. So I, I sat through fourth grade civics class and I remember there was a bill on public television and they brought the bill down to the floor and we had open debate on the assembly floor. That doesn't take place anymore. That is not what happens in our assembly. We have caucuses. We have a Democrat caucus and a Republican caucus. Behind closed doors, decisions are made, and resolutions or bills, whatever is discussed in private, and then on the floor, you have very, very few dissenting votes because there is not true debate taking place. All of the sausage is made behind closed doors, and I think it's one of the key problems we have.
0: So, so we know that the, there's a Megan Wolf issue, and really that's perhaps the biggest one, but also there was a quote from him that I think that people ought to know uh, when he said something about he was, did not want President Trump to be the nominee. He was gonna do everything he could to ensure that he wasn't the, not the Republican nominee.
1: Is that true? It's extreme on video, you know, and we go through and show the video over and over, but what people need to hear is a speaker, right? He's hes not just one of the 99 assemblymen. The speaker of the state, which again, the RNC is going to be their national convention here in Wisconsin. And said, I am not going to do it. I'm going to do anything in my power to not model a person onto the ballot. What are, are we still in a constitutional republic to the people who they would like to vote for? And again, this is not, a Democrat or Republican issue, it is who's going to allow to control the election process. Is it going to be the resources of the world or is it going to be the people? And I believe it should be the people. And I think that's a huge divergence in uh, our political views. Well, well, to me, just those two reasons
0: alone are enough to recall uh, uh, Mr. Voss. And so uh, people ask me, why am I here? Uh, why did I come up to try to help? And, and that it's only outside people from outside the state of Wisconsin. That is not true. Uh, There are thousands of people that I've met right here in Wisconsin who want this guy gone, but they don't feel empowered to do that. And they needed a little guidance. And they asked me to come up and give a little guidance since I'm the CEO of the avii.org, the Arkansas Voter Integrity Initiative. And they were looking for a little guidance. And, um, Based upon my background being in the military, I said, Yeah, I'll be glad to come up and help and give a little organization and some guidance. And since then, I mean, we have really moved forward. This recall boss effort uh, is really, I mean, exploding. And um, what are
1: you seeing on the ground
0: with this recall boss effort?
1: Well, I, I've been knocking on doors, like I said, back in 22 and, and even in the last couple of weeks. And it is extremely, uh, invigorating to people and the, and, the, and say do you want to actually change what's going on as, as we said in 2022 we we lost by 260 votes and the voter turnout was was almost double what it normally was so for for us to stand up and say we're gonna recall and we're gonna allow you to take sign a piece of paper and decide whether or not this person is actually representing you or not extremely important and i I think you tell them that this is happening, they're excited and they see the potential of what is coming, change coming. So I think the emotions, um, power that you see of giving the control back to the people is going to change this of the rest of the country by a wave. Well, I will tell you that, that Mike
0: Lindell, uh, of course, he told me, he said, the, the two worst politicians in America are Ratzenberger out of georgia and and robin Voss and uh you know michael Lindell doesn't doesn't mince words much at all, and he said this guy is the worst, and he's got to go it's it's time, mm-hmm. but we've got to get you guys got to get the people of Racine County to stand up and sign these petitions. I understand these petitions uh, have been sent to uh, eighteen thousand or twenty thousand homes across the county. Um, are, are y'all working hard to get these signatures and get them in? Are, are, are it, just it is. Give extreme. me an idea. What?
1: Wait. Yep. What we're doing is we're taking ward by ward and going to each of these wards where people have already gotten their petitions in the mail. Um, and we've had people bring them to the doors, even already signed and ready to go. They bring them into the office. And I think that that goes to show you the initiative that people have right they have extreme right. urgency to know that there is a deadline and they can do their part by simply signing a piece of paper and bringing it into the office and that that shows a huge amount of, of, of outpouring of support um, as you know there's signs that are going up across the county on every major highway um, even in the back roads and the byways it's, it's amazing to see the support of people that, that are really really just sick of the status quo, like you talked about it a little bit before, that you had the same thing in this district for a long time. And it's time for a change. That time is just, all these issues are being brought to light so people can actually see them and make a decision. And they're, they're excited about that.
0: Right, right. Well, that's what I've seen in the, the couple of weeks that I've been here. I, I've seen that the people are excited. Um, they're out there going door to door. They're trying to get the signatures. And I think that uh, God has blessed you guys because the weather uh, has been pretty nice for Wisconsin, I understand. I mean, we don't have two feet of snow and it's not uh, in single digits. So uh, people are very, very happy about that. And I think it's going to be a good weather for the next 10 days or so, at least. So now's the time, if you want to participate, if you want to be one of the people who say, you know what, enough is enough. We need to send a a shot over the bow. We need to tell these politicians that they actually work for us. Um, And and don't believe the ones that always say, hey, I'm conservative. I'm conservative. Look at the record. Look at what they've done. You know, when someone says, I'm going to do everything to make sure that President Trump is not the nominee. When someone says, I'm going to make sure that Megan Wolf stays in a position, someone who, in fact, has done things to not help the Republican Party. You can't have it both ways. And so everybody watching this show, if you're in Racine County or you know somebody in this legislative district 63, we really got to have your help. You got to go out and say, you know what, just sign this thing. Uh, just sign the petition and and we will make a difference. But I think, uh, um, Adam, I, I don't know, uh, what is it,
1: 8,500 signatures that we need to get? Is that about right? That's That's what we're shooting for. You're exactly right. And And those 8,500 signatures are are any voting age eligible person in the district, right? So people are talking about the maps and they're talking about other issues, but we need to get signatures of people that live in this district. So if you're in Burlington, uh, Rochester, Union Grove, Kansasville, Mount Pleasant, in the Sturdivant, uh, anywhere up to uh, Highway 31 um, on the east side of the district, if, if you're in any of those towns and you'd like to come sign our petition or even give go to the website, uh, send us an email. We'll have folks out that'll stop by and and get a signature from you at your house. Or if you have some friends that you'd like to get signatures, make sure to ask us and we'll bring you some sheets and you can fill them out and then sign them at the bottom stating that you're the one that collected the signatures. And that is a huge, huge help in order to, again, get the message out that you want to see change, right? We want people that are energized about this country because they know what's at stake. I've got a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, and I want to give them the same opportunities that that we had growing up. And I want them to have the opportunity to have a free and fair election in our country and not expect the status quo to continue simply because you put your name on a ballot and you've been here for 20 years. That's not what our country was founded on.
0: Well, I've heard many different talking points from the Robin Vosch camp. And um, and you may want to uh, talk about them, but well, let me let me bring up two, and then you can comment on them. One of them is, oh, it's going to cost four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for an election, and and we're going to have an election in November anyway. So why spend the money now uh, when we can go ahead and vote in November?
1: Have you heard that one? I have heard that one, and when when I hear a politician that has spent multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars to get elected every year for a seat that pays 50, $52,000. That's what I was running for Conrad, to be very clear. So when I hear a politician say, we're gonna waste the money that the, of the people, to me, it's, it's disgusting because at the end of the day, we want to have free and fair elections. And if he's not willing to give us the knowledge and the understanding, the clarity, right? We want honest, open, transparent elections. If he's not willing to give us that transparency, by keeping Megan Wolf in office, then it is our constitutional duty to hold him accountable. So yes, we, we are gonna have to have a special election and that special election will be you going into your, your clerk's office, and we will have to pay our clerks to collect these ballots. But to me, that is so important because it is an off election. And when you have an off election, it is a true representation of the people. We won't see the standard deviations that we saw. Back right. in 22. when would that election be, Adam? When would that be? Yep. So what's gonna happen is uh, March 11th, based on the start date of the recall. So the recall was issued back in January. Uh, there's, you've got 60 days to collect those signatures. So March 11th is when the signatures are due. There is a time frame, a window for people to, to question the signatures, which we're gonna verify every single one of those and make sure everyone is in the district. And then there's gonna be a period that you have to wait and allow time to run a a campaign. So right now, we're gonna say the end of April is gonna be the election. And then the end of May, that'll be the primary. And then the end of May will be a general election for this seat and only this seat. The 63rd assembly district will have a special election the end of April. And then again, in the end of May will be the general election. So look forward to that as we come up on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. The timeline that I looked at or someone shared with me and correct me if I'm wrong, Uh, but it was the 23rd of April, basically, it's when there's going to be a recall election. And then people would vote to say, and and somebody is going to have to be running against uh, Robin Voss. And that Mm -hmm. will be on the 23rd. And then whoever wins that, then will run in, is that right? In May. It'll be an election in May, right? And so um, the goal, of course, is for people to understand, if you won't To make sure that your elections in November are done properly and not with someone with Megan Wolf at the helm. The person who is the blocker, the person who is making sure you cannot have fair elections in November is Robin Voss. That's why you have to get rid of Robin Voss now. And that's why the people in this county, the people that I've talked to, and I've gotten calls from all over this state uh, saying, man, we want you guys to win. We want you guys to recall him. We wish we could come down and vote. Uh, We wish we could come down and sign your petition. And in fact, there are a lot of people who have which says, I'm sorry, you're not in the district. But there's a lot of people who want him gone. In fact, I think he only has a a 10 or 14 percent or so approval rating.
1: That's extremely important because if you look at the state, people in the state realize how important these elections are. And that's something that, that most people across the country don't realize. When you have 99 Assembly District, but you have the one speaker, one man who has had enough power to control the Assembly and to control what goes in and out of the Assembly floor. You have to step back and say, Wait a second. Are we really going to have free and fair elections? If we can't have another Assemblyman, a woman on the floor, step up and bring a resolution to the floor, and she is not allowed to even bring a resolution to the floor. Janelle and tried to bring that resolution, AR 18, to the floor, and his <laughs> would not allow it to be brought to the floor. And that, no matter what your party is, no matter what the issue is, if you can't have dignity and decorum in our process in Madison, where are we? And that is something that is unacceptable. And I, I believe that is why so many people are excited today.
0: Well, before I ask you that big key question, whether you're going to run again, you know, I want to ask you another thing. And that is, we've heard from a lot of people. They go, "Well, I would love to sign your petition, but what is the exit strategy? Who's going to replace Robin Voss?" Uh, you know, in the and I will tell you what I've heard, uh, the lady you just talked about, Janelle Branson, I've heard her name. Yep, and being mentioned as someone who may be willing
1: uh, to run for the speaker. Have you heard that? I think that will be amazing, absolutely amazing. Janelle Branson has been a stalwart in the assembly when it came to the uh, uh, committees that she was on last in the last four years she stood up for what was right in this country all she wanted was honest open transparent elections and she was shut down almost every single time by robin voss let's let's talk about janelle she would be an amazing speaker because she wants all sides to be heard and i think that would be an awesome opportunity for the assembly to allow someone with the experience that she has to step up and serve. And I know Janelle, and I know she is a patriot, and she doesn't want to retire as a politician. She needs knows that we need to have someone to serve for a set amount of time and then get back to the private sector. So something you mentioned. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Something you had mentioned brought up um, the money that was spent. Uh Robin boss hired Michael Gabelman. Justice Gabelman was an ex-Supreme Court justice to investigate our elections. He spent a million dollars at looking into our elections and found, I was there on March 1st, 2022, when he had gave his report before the assembly. And he said there was extreme issues that we need to look into in our election process. And yet again, what did Robin Voss do? He allowed the process to continue and then he fired Michael Gableman. And that Justice Gableman did such a good job with that report. I think we need to listen to these people like Janelle Branchin Like Mike Gableman, that have done such a great job trying to defend our country, and yet Robin Voss has done everything he can to stop free and fair elections.
0: Wow, wow. Well, now before we take a break, and we're going to take a break in just a minute, but before we do that, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you the key question uh, because a lot of people are saying, "Well, who's going to run?" Uh, And I'm not. I know that right now legally you can't even say you're going to run until there's Mm -hmm. a recall. Until the WEC says there's going to be a recall. Election for sure, but uh, are you thinking about it? Or does people
1: talk to you about it? What's what's going on? People have asked that question since November eighth of twenty twenty two, and and Conrad, here's here's what I've told them. I said "I, I have a nine year old daughter, a five year old daughter, and a wife and a family in this district, and I believe that if if the people want to step up and want want somebody to run, that that there's no stopping them. So I believe that. Anyone, whether it's me or my neighbor down the road that wants to run for this office, should step up and have the opportunity to run and not be held back. So I, I think that we could, those discussions take place constantly, and they're not stopping, right? With this the recall, it's actually increasing. And I think that's, that's important that people see that there's hope, right? That there's another alternative instead of the same status quo. So thanks a lot for the question. Right. I appreciate it.
0: Well, absolutely. Well, I've heard really good things about you. In fact, uh, you know, uh, I know that President Trump endorsed you when you ran the last time. And, um, you know, President Trump doesn't just endorse anybody. And so yeah. I think that that really speaks highly of you, your character and what you're trying to do here. And uh, and, and if you decide to get in again, I hope that he would re- he would do it again, because uh, I think that's real important. I know that President Trump really understands the importance of this recall. I know that for a fact, and he wants this to be successful. And so with your help and all the people uh, that, uh, all the volunteers, all the people in Racine County who wanna make this happen, it is there, it's doable. And thank you so much for being on our show. And thank you for coming and giving us the insight of what's happening and in, in here in just uh, legislative district 63. Um, we're gonna come right back after this break. I'm gonna have the petitioner uh, speak a little bit about why he petitioned, and um, his name is Matt Snorick, and Matt will be with us right after these commercial messages.
2: Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My Pillow 2.0. Wow, It's so soft.
1: And smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that?
2: Well, we took my pillow's patented bill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, MyPillow 2.0. Just like all of you, I never imagined that my pillow could get any better. That's why I haven't changed it in nearly 20 years. Then I heard about a revolutionary new technology and I knew I had to bring it to you all. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow.
1: The MyPillow 2.0 is cooler and softer than the last MyPillow. It is so comfortable to sleep on at night. I look forward to going to bed, and I wake up well rested in the morning.
2: Sleep is all about temperature and height. MyPillow 2.0's patented adjustable fill is gonna give you the exact individual support you need from your head to your bed. And now here's where it gets even better. We've all experienced those temperature related sleep interruptions where you get too hot, you toss and turn, you flip your pillow over to the cool side. Well, all that's gone with my brand new MyPillow 2.0 cooling fabric that's made with temperature regulating thread.
1: The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now, use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free.
2: You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would.
3: Visit MyPillow.com.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen, use the promo code and you'll get your very own my coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now.
0: All right. Welcome back to the show. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds sitting in for Mike Lindell. And he asked me to talk about what's going on in Wisconsin, and because it is so important. He briefed, uh, I know that he has talked to, well, let's put very important people, let's put it that way, to let them know what's happening here and how we can make a difference with this recall effort that's going on against this, this speaker, Robin Voss. But how did he get started? Well, I wanted to introduce you to the petitioner, the original petitioner. His name is Matt Snorick, and Matt is the one who actually started this initiative because he decided there was time for a change. Uh, Matt, are
3: you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me, Colonel?
0: Oh, I can hear you well. I can hear you well. I, mean, I love I love the shirt, love the shirt. So, hey, listen, uh, Matt, I'd w- like for you to uh, introduce yourself to the audience, but also tell
3: them why you decided to take this step. Well, so again, my name is Matthew Snorek. I've been a resident here for uh, over a decade. And uh Robin Voss has been here longer than I've been here. Um I've got a pretty good feel for the the climate of our county. It's a very, very rural county. And um, you know, I just feel like he no longer represents the voice of the voters here in the 63rd. I think he's disconnected from a lot of us. Um sometimes I think fresh voices are good. Thirty years in public office, so I don't know what good can come from that. Um and there's just there's a lot of folks here that want better, we deserve better. And well, there's a lot riding on this and it takes powerful and big and strong people to step up, you know, when they're called and uh, the, nothing about this is easy. We've done a lot of the heavy lifting, but right now we're just making the final appeal for folks that have those sheets up there, get them in. I'm confident we're gonna get this done. We're really doing well. Um, you know, we're kind of focusing on the next phase right now and uh, we'll just keep on rolling forward. It's, it's been a tremendous ride, but uh, we, I got a tremendous support staff, a lot of great volunteers. I'm just a face of many, there are so many folks, that are, they're giving up their time with family and friends, all of us, and it's tough.
0: Well, it takes a lot of guts. I mean, um, um, uh, Speaker Voss, apparently, what I've learned, he has a lot of power. And, in fact, there are a lot of people who are, uh, don't feel real comfortable signing a petition. And so um, it tells me that no one should be scared in America for signing a petition for recall at all uh but that's what you have right here and that's what i've seen in in your district here Uh, i've seen that all over and but what most people don't understand the ones who want to sign uh don't even know what it looks like and so i'm going to hold up if i could uh just the petition uh so people can see it uh i don't know if you can see that or not if you can focus in on that it's just a petition there you go okay and all it is got a place to sign your name and uh and there'll be people out there who are the uh, circulators, people who are taking these door to door and saying, hey, please sign. All you have to do is sign and put your name, your address, you've got to live in the district. And once you sign, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but but once you sign and you put the date and all that, what you're actually doing is simply saying, I want to have another election. I want to have a voice to tell this speaker I don't like what he's doing, and I want him recalled because he's not listening to me. So if you feel like you're not being listened to, you should sign the petition and then let the people have an election and make make the choice on April 23rd. Is that right? Is that what you think is going on there,
3: Matt? We're signaling that there's something wrong in the camp here. We're sending out stress signals. It's a shot across the bow. It's a call to everybody that's in the 63rd district or any district doing a recall, for that matter. And you're signaling to your fellow uh, citizens and the fellow voters that there's something wrong. We need to address this, and this is just the first step in this whole process. Again, I'm very confident we're going to get the signatures. We're going to we're going to hammer this thing out. We're, we aren't going to stop at the finish line. We're going straight through. We're going to literally bury this. You know, we're not letting up on the gas, and then we're going to start focusing on how we move forward. You know, we have to we have to get the qualified candidate. I was so happy when Adam joined us a little while ago. Uh, his leadership skills. Um, i think his uh, organizational skills and you know just him as a person uh i'm really comfortable with and i was happy to have him here um i think we've uh, kind of fine tuned this machine and a lot of folks a lot of moving parts but you know this is this is necessary to move forward this this recall is um the, ne- the very first step here these signatures don't be afraid to sign it's it's just it's just a piece of paper um you know a lot of folks uh Believe it or not, I mean, they're they're flagging us down. They're running after us. We're getting, getting bipartisan support. But Foss is failing everybody. This is not a Democratic thing, Republican, Green Party, Independence, uh, Libertarian, nothing. They're all coming to us. Foss is failing everybody. I mean, with a 15% favorability rating, there's something wrong with that.
0: Well, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, two things. I want to talk about the future. But before I talk about the future and what happens after, uh uh speaker boss is recalled. I know that y'all have had some challenges uh with signs being taken. I mean and, and I know that's happened not a not a whole lot maybe but you've had some signs taken and also people are trying to are being told again it's gonna cost four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a new election. Uh they're trying to be scared into not not signing a petition saying people are from out of state. Um uh, what
3: do you have to say about that? What what what's your opinion? Yep. I think that, that, was a, that was a great question you're asking. I, I might've forgotten this, but it's really important. You know, sign stealing, I'm sure it happens across the country in politics. That's just, I'm not gonna put a lot of uh, weight on the bat. I mean, you know, signs are signs, but moving on to a bigger issue, recently robocalls have gone out, uh, automated text messages, solicited, unsolicited. And, you know, I listened to one the other day that a friend had and it's only 20 or 25 seconds long and it's got like four or five, you know, false statements. It indicates why would you do this three months before an election. Well, I don't know where that lady went to school, but in my in my book and where I went to school on a calendar, from February to November is not three months. Uh, I've heard a statement that's almost a half a million dollars to hold an election in the six assembly district. You know, I'm I'm not a, basically a mathematician but or even an accountant, but that sounds kind of astronomical for you know a one day vote where you're gonna get about a twenty percent turnout in late, you know, late winter, early spring, you know um and just a few things like that and unfortunately i think when you're cornered and your back is against the wall you know you just you just you just basically you unload the arsenal of everything you've got to try to uh salvage reputation uh protect your character and try to prove to people why you should stick around but you know we've had you know 15 20 years why you shouldn't so. okay
0: well it looks like it looks like to me and to several other people that The recall effort is going to be a done deal. That this is going to this is going to happen, and uh, and I'm sure that uh, you and your group, the people that uh, support your effort, they're thinking about the future. Um, Tell us what you're thinking. I mean, you know, who's going to run, or do you have any idea who's going to run? What do you think is going to happen on April 23rd,
3: or have y'all thought that far in advance yet? Sometimes it's nice to not necessarily look past something. We see that sometimes in sports where you assume you're gonna win a game or you're gonna get a touchdown and you happen to spike or drop the ball before you cross the goal line. So we wanna get there. But in the back of my mind I'm thinking, who are we gonna to have to do this? And I've had a couple names in mind. It takes a strong person, right? Strong backbone, strong character. Um and and since Adam's joined us, I, I would I would support and help him again. I think Adam's got leadership qualities that are very important to this position. I think he has the the integrity and the character to do it. And uh so I would certainly help him, But no matter what, well, I guarantee yeah. you, we're going to have a qualified candidate and uh, almost anybody is going to be a better leader than Voss. But, uh, but I think Adam's going to be our guy and I'm going to you know, try to put a little bug in his ear maybe.
0: Oh Well, okay. All right. Well, um, you know, th- I've also heard this issue about, oh, all of this money coming from Washington, D.C. and is trying to influence our local politics. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know that. If you don't know the answer to this question, that's okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I wonder how many donations Mr. Voss has gotten from out of state to run his election, to run his campaigns. You know, I would love to know, for someone to look that up, I guess you can go to OpenSecrets.com and look and see. I don't know, uh, to see how many donations he's gotten from out-of-state people to ensure that he stays in power over the people of Wisconsin. And so, I you know, I think that's... Uh, Uh, it's kind of ironic that they would complain about money coming from out of state uh, to uh, recall someone i I just i just
3: think that's funny for me personally you got you got any thoughts on that one that's always been my take on this with him having you know i'd like to see how many donations for robin voss actually come from the boundaries of the 63rd assembly district i I, i'm going to guess it's a very small number He gets it all from out of state, out of uh, out of the district. And it's unfortunate because we are literally grassroots. We're here. We're we're in the trenches. We're fighting this. It was started with salt of the earth. People um, just regular working schmoes here in the 63rd Assembly District. And we needed some leadership here to basically, um, you know, streamline this because this is a monumental task. Robin Voss is a very, very powerful individual. Um, Folks, again, are scared of him. Businesses have been threatened to be shut down um we've had events in the past when it helped other people um even adam and stuff set up and then for reasons we don't know they're canceled the day before um so people have a little bit of a concern but we can't continue to let you like that be in position to rule the iron fist this the iron is hot we must strike the time is now if you've got petitions at home um i really need for you to um um I need for you to just uh get those petitions into us. If they're at your house, um, I will um, come out there and pick them up for you, call our office, send us an email, let us know where you are. Um, if every person that gets their own signature and puts it down, grabs a sheet and gets five or 10, every person that we come in contact with, you know, we're just, we're just gonna bury this thing. We're gonna just run it right straight through and that's what we have to do.
0: And, and, I, and I wanna highlight something that uh, Adam Steen said earlier. And I think this is, this is really critical uh, you don't have to be a registered voter to sign this. You just have to be a resident of this legislative district and you have to be over the age of 18. And so uh, if, so you got to be an eligible voter to sign. That's it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there listening, watching, please, you know, go to your church, go to wherever you're, you shop, try to get people to sign this and bring it into us. It's not much, In fact, we have a, a headquarters building right in Union Grove. Um, uh, so not far, you can look it up it's, it's easy to find. Uh, but believe it, you can go to robinvoss.com and recallvoss.com. Uh, you can do that right behind me, right behind me. Okay. So you can do that. And, and, and we want you to do that. Well, Matt, thank you so much, uh, for joining us and giving us your view. We're going to take a break in just a second. And I want people to, uh, watch the commercial because, because, you know, uh, Mike Lindell needs your help, needs all of our help. But watch this uh, commercial, and then we'll be right back with some closing remarks. Thank you, Matt.
1: Thank you.
2: To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous MyTowels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back.
1: Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free.
2: You're sleeping even better. And cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would.
1: MyPillow.com
0: Okay. What, welcome back to the uh, Lindell Hour, and I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds sending in for Mike Lindell. And we just had two interesting, wonderful interviews by two patriots here in Wisconsin who are trying to make a difference, who are trying to get election integrity into their state, trying to make sure that their vote counts. It's not just Republican folks. This is Democrat, Republican, Democrat, you know, uh, Green Party. I don't care. If you're an American citizen, your vote should count. And I'm with you. I'm with Americans in this country. I spent most of my life protecting this country over 30 uh, 30 years in the military, another 15 years. I spent over five years in Afghanistan. Those people walked through fire to be able to vote. And I want your vote here in America to count. But we have blockers here. We got Republican blockers. And if you want to, that makes me angry, very angry at the people who are blocking all efforts to have a good, transparent election, one that we know that our vote actually counts. We have them. And 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 Mike Lindell talked about in Georgia, Rapsenberger, are you kidding me? Look what he has done to that state. That's one guy. Another guy is boss right here. This guy needs to go because of what he's doing. And we need to get behind people like Mike Lindell and President Trump who are telling us we need to go to a one-day vote. We need to have paper ballots that are hand marked. We need to make sure that every ballot is counted. They tell us this is too hard, it's ridiculous. It's not, we can do it, we've proven it. The AVII method of hand counting can be scaled up anywhere. We can make that work. They don't wanna make it work. We've seen that in my state in Arkansas. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about that because that's where I'm from and I'm very disappointed in the Republican leadership in the state of Arkansas, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about Senator Kim Hammer. We need to talk about Senator Kim Hammer and the things that he's been doing to ensure that we don't have a transparent election. He is repeating all the talking points of ESNS voting machines. He's not talked to any of the experts. I've given him interviews. I've said, "Hey, watch these." You know, I've said on the radio. He won't talk to me, but I've told him, talk to the experts. Talk to the people who really understand why computers cannot be in our elections. From a national security perspective, and that's the hat I wear when I talk to people, we have to ensure that we get computers out of our voting process. If you get a computer, folks, we all know that hacking can be done to any computer. And if you have a computer between the voter and the final count, guess what? Your vote's not going to count you'll never be able to know whether your vote was counted or not. And I don't care what they tell you about uh, audits. I've gone through this time and time again. In the state of Arkansas, they said they do audits. They don't do audits. They do spot checks of one. I'm talking one election in the general. They've never looked at any of the primaries. Every expert that I've spoken with, I mean, top Harvard-educated experts that will tell you uh, that, that's what, a, an audit that you do a spot check means nothing. You have to do a full hand count. You have to. You've got to have a hand-marked paper ballot. First off, you start with a ballot that cannot be counterfeited. That's number one. Number two, you have to have a finite number of those ballots. For example, if you have a county that's got 5,000 voters, a lot of what those in Arkansas are small counties, 5,000 voters. Okay, you get 5,000 ballots. You're accountable for that county clerk is accountable for the 5,000 ballots. If you use 3,000, then there better be 2,000 left over or somebody is gonna be going to jail. What about something like that? When you have a finite number of ballots, you can't stop the ballot box. And then you have a hand count. How difficult is that? It's not, but they will act like, oh, we're going back in time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you that is not true. Everything they're telling you of why we can't go back to paper ballots, why we can't have a secure system, is all a lie. It's a lie, and and we should not tolerate it. And I'm disappointed in some of the leadership in Arkansas. They passed laws last year to make it harder for counties to go to paper ballots. They made it harder. That's wrong. I'm, and, and I'm very disappointed in our leadership. And I'm... I know a lot of people talk to me about Governor Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee, and I like Sarah Huckabee. Don't get me wrong, but I'm disappointed. She's not stood up for this effort. She is not for paper ballots. She is not for uh, getting rid of the machines. That is a fact. She has fought us. She even signed the legislation that Kim Hammer put forward to make sure that they punish counties. Folks, that's not what I consider conservative. So you can be conservative, conservative on one or two issues, but if you can't get our elections right, they're not elections. They can easily become selections. And right now, we simply don't know. We don't know who writes the code for these computers. We don't know if they put in a back door in these computers that is for sale. We have no way of knowing because we're not allowed to see. We have no way of knowing what these machine companies these companies make because they are private. They are private companies. ESNS is the largest manufacturer in America. They're, they're a private organization. They don't have to tell you who owns them. They don't have to tell you who their investors are. They do not have to tell you how much money they make. So we have no way of knowing. I would encourage all of you to do your research. I've studied this problem now for a year and a half. I think I'm pretty well pretty well versed on the issues at hand, and I agree with all the experts The cybersecurity experts, they will tell you, we've got to get rid, got to get rid of the machine. It's been a 20 year experiment that has not worked. And the problem is the cheating that occurs, you can't prove because the way it is designed. And I could go and I could probably ought to spend about an hour talking to you on that sometime in the future. And I can. And I can explain to you, and I've offered to debate anybody in the state of Arkansas, any legislators. I said, you know, not a, not a, you know, confrontational debate. Let's have a discussion, and you give me your points, and I'll give you mine, and let's talk about it. They all refuse. Every one of them have refused to do that. What does that tell you? If they were so confident that they were right, why wouldn't they just debate me? And let's have an open discussion about it. They don't want to. In fact, our Secretary of State told me in December of 2022, yeah, 22, he said, Conrad, why do I want to talk to you? I have no reason to talk to you. Our Secretary of State has not reached out to anybody. In fact, we have one county, I've only got a minute left. We only have one county in the state of Arkansas who had the guts to stand up and say, we're going to go to paper ballots. And their quorum court, which is their body that oversees the county finances, voted to go to paper ballots. Do you know that they're not getting any help from the Secretary of State? They're not getting any help from the Arkansas Board Election Commissioners, not getting any help. They've turned their back on them. They're hoping they fail. They're hoping that they fail in their count of paper ballots so that they can say, See, there's no way we can get rid of machines. That is disgraceful. It's wrong. And I think that the people of, of Searcy County need to stand up and t- tell the Secretary of State, You're the one that's making us use. ES&S, and and you are the one that's making us uh, um, abide by some of these rules. Uh, that's my rant for tonight. But listen, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for listening to our show. I will tell you, uh, remember, recall, boss. If you're in Wisconsin, we need your help. To all of you, I, I, bl- I, I say good night. God bless you. God bless America, and God bless Mike Lindell for
1: everything he's doing. Good night.